Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team Right, episode 33, season 4 for Tottenham Watford Family Podcast My name is Jav, joining me this week, Chris Cowlin from Chelmsford Hello and David Fornell from Sussex. Good afternoon. Right. Um, it's always difficult, very difficult, when you have to record a pod um, after a defeat. It's even more so. It's even more difficult when when you have to record a, a podcast after a, a semi-final defeat. Um, I remember last year doing it, and it was painful um, having to record it the next day. But here we are. Um, should we call it a day now then? <laughs> yeah, why not? Um, look, I, we've got uh, we've got a lot of questions around around the game, around um, Pochettino, team selection, all of that sort of thing. But um, before we go into those, um, I'm just going to briefly give give my assessment of of the match. Um, I thought that the first 20 minutes or so we started really well. Um, I thought Sun and Delhi were causing problems for um, Valencia on the on the right. I mean, we we looked good. We took that early goal um, that Delhi scored, um, and it was strange because I felt even at one 0 up, I felt we we needed a second, ideally a third. Um, you know, two nil a two nil buffer should normally be enough, but this is a Mourinho team. They can they can come out second half completely different. Um, and indeed, we had our chances to go two nil, three nil. Up. We didn't take them. We didn't take them, and I remember turning around um, to a friend of mine, Joss, um, and I and I said that those are the chances that I hope we don't don't rue those later on, and and they pr- proved to be um, ones that you know we should have well proved to be co- proved to be costly. It, it, for me, there were shades of the Juventus game yesterday in that we weren't clinical when 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 we were in the ascendancy and after that we were made to pay um united were, 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 were seemed to match us when when they got the equalizer i think it was a fairly even game at that point and second half to be fair to them they were the better team and they they did what was required to get the result they're through to a final we're not we can talk about the fact that we're a better team we've got better players we play the better football etc etc but they've done what's required to get over the line and once again we haven't and it's very frustrating um is that a fair assessment absolutely fair um to be in control as we were in the first 20 odd minutes we're one nil up um you know in my opinion we were cruising uh trippier had a lot of the ball putting crosses in uh, we were very very dangerous as you've just said we could have scored a second or a third um even in in the youtube video that i did you know i even said on there that you know we should be freeing it up um and the fact that we then gave the goal away to to the the shortest person on the pitch sanchez you know the header uh, for 1-1 and after 24 minutes uh, Manchester United obviously come back into the game, levelled up, 
and every single head just seemed to drop and the attitude was just so different and you've rightly said Jav it, it had the the feeling of the Juventus game and I must admit there's, there's been three you know we, we don't ever want to see Tottenham lose but there's three times this season where I've been extremely disappointed and that was when West Ham beat us in the League Cup when Juventus beat us in the Champions League and yesterday and to go out in, in, the, in the manner that we have in all three of those competitions something is seriously wrong and for for the fans, I just feel so sorry for every fan that uh, keeps going to all of these matches and supports the clubs as we do. You know, we all love the club and we all want a, a trophy. And, you know, eight consecutive semi-finals uh, defeated is just soul-destroying and um, bitterly disappointing. It really is. David, you, you were at the game. Well, we, we were all at the game. Um what was your take on the on the ninety? Yeah. Do you want the positive or the negative spin? Both. <laughs> um, well, let's go. Let's let's go down the positive route, if there is one. Um, we haven't lost too many games this season. It, it's um, if we were losing games one after the other, I, I would say there's a serious problem. But the problem is is just the big games and it really is and, and and that's what i see on social media it's always these big games and yesterday it was again small margins just like you i say just like the juventus game just a moment's lapse i mean what was dembele thinking about he was playing his own little game then when he decided to do a little spin back again he was free to go down the line and play it inside. There were three players available for a pass, and he decides to cut back in, and Pogba's waiting for them. Um, what I will say, and I said to before uh, about this, with Mourinho, he's we use the word pragmatic about him. He doesn't produce anything that's eye-wateringly unusual and 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 you know it's remarkable. He does the basics right. He does the things that wins games. If he sees a small player, he stands a big player next to him. It's as simple as that. And I noticed in the first five minutes, they sent a ball very quickly to what was a long ball to the far post where Trippier was. And I thought, ah, right, it's Pogba, because they played Pogba further up uh, yesterday. And I think the plan initially was to, to um, get onto the fullbacks with the big guys and get balls into them. As simple as that. And I, and I do think that's what they were trying to do but we first well nearly half an hour um we had the ascendancy and they weren't able to really put that in action so that didn't that that that, that wasn't available to him but once they got the equalizer as you say chris their heads went down and certainly 2-1 and there were both fortunate goals for, for manchester fortunate that that De Bele, first of all asked about with the ball and the second one well, it was just a, a collection of calamities, wasn't it? I mean, Lukaku went to control it, managed to flick it on, and it just went through Davis' legs at the smallest gap. And I don't think um, um, the Herrera just—I I don't think he was aiming there. I think he just hit it, and of course it goes through. But the moment they've gone two-one ahead, that's it. He shuts the game down, and we saw 
every trick in the book. I mean, it was quite astounding how much he was getting away with of players down. I could see them at the back sort of pointing, telling him to do things, you know, to, to slow the game down, break up our rhythm. He knew if he allowed us to play, uh, Mourinho, if, he, if the team allowed us to play, um, we, they were in trouble. If he stopped us playing, we weren't going to produce any. And we were dreadful. We just could We were still, even with five extra minutes, we still weren't able to be we passing back through. It just didn't need that. And, and he, he, uh, just, well, I, I applaud him for getting it over the line. But those there sort we are. Of, by the way, those sort of delaying tactic, tactics, I mean, they're ugly as football purists. We don't like them. As football fans that are on the receiving end of it, when, when our team's on the receiving end of it, we complain about it. But it's those sort of things that certain teams do, whether that's Juventus or or, or, or United, that gets them over the line. And we, we can be sort of holier than I'm not. I'm not being critical of you or anyone from that. But just making a general point, we can be holier than, than than now about it and say it was awful and 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 whatnot. But it's it's some of those little things that winning teams unfortunately do that that gets them. Oh, absolutely. It's, 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 you're not criticizing me, but it's, it's, I absolutely agree. It's, it's, it's a, I'm not necessarily criticizing Mourinho, but it's what he does. And that's how he gets his teams over the line. Um, he's able to do that. He's able to instill it in his players. You know, I've noticed that Manchester United have become a lot more, uh, dirty, if you like, in their tactics. And I don't mean by, by going studs up or something, but, all those little things to break up. He always did that. And he did it back in... He does it on the back of a, a loss, effectively. He did it with us um, when he was manager of Chelsea. Uh, on the January 1st, we beat them 5-3. He learnt from that, come the League Cup final. He managed to change all the tactics and won the League Cup final. And we looked dreadful in that league. We, we, just, couldn't get, we just couldn't get to our rhythm. He never allowed us to. He stopped us from playing. And he did it again yesterday. He lost 2-0. He doesn't do that twice. He doesn't lose twice to a team. I'm sure he sits there for hours studying um, videos and works out just as much as anything else how he stops a team rather than how he wins it. It's a well, way I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it was a, a dreadful performance by Spurs. I think that we just run out of ideas. Yeah. And I think that uh, Pochettino just didn't change things and, and didn't expect Mourinho to... To play like that in the second half because we were getting a lot of balls in the box in the first half and looked very very dangerous the mm. second half completely changed that and Mourinho obviously changed that half time he's a very good tactician um, look at his first season in, uh, in charge of United he, he won the, the League Cup and the Europa League you know two trophies that a lot of Spurs fans say well we don't want them well why don't we want them and now with, with the negativity of, uh, of Pochettino and co saying about it doesn't matter about winning the FA Cup to us and to any Spurs fan, you asked 30 odd thousand Spurs fans there yesterday, you asked them, does it matter whether we win the FA Cup or not? We were all gutted. We all want these trophies. No matter what they are, we want them in our hands. And we don't seem to, to be getting them. Do you, Chris, do you, do you, well, both of you, do you believe him when he says that? Because bearing in mind yes. our, pe- our pedigree, bearing in mind the history with the, the, the two Argentinians, um, Aussie and and, 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 and and Ricky and winning the FA Cup and all of that. Is it perhaps maybe just a case of the fact he's playing it down and taking that pressure off? And also maybe some of it is to do with the fact that Enoch have said 
the priority is Champions League football, and he's just emphasising that as being the be-all and end-all, as important as important as cups may be to us as fans. Well, you know that um, Potter's contract is till 2021, and I believe that he will remain in his job until then, and then he will leave uh, after that time. And I think that the board and him, they sit down, and I think that they'll be very, very happy. As long as we finish fourth in the top four, as long as we finish fourth every year, everybody's happy. So if anything happens as a bonus, fair enough. But And I, and I really do believe that, um, not all this thing about him playing it down. I really believe that he's not that bothered about winning these competitions. You wouldn't hear it so many times. And certainly, I know we'll probably talk about the team selection, but when you are not playing your best 11 players in an FA Cup semi-final, that we haven't won a final or even been in, in an FA Cup semi uh, final for 27 years how important is that match you'd play your best 11 players your club captain is on the bench and the best centre half probably one of the best in the world is on the bench as well it is ridiculous should we, we get to that team selection then so we had a question from <coughs> sorry we had a question from Kent Goodrich who said did Poch get it wrong with his team selection Larice has had some shaky moments but I believe he is Far away, a better keeper than Vorm, and he would have done better on uh, better, better, better on United's second goal. Um, he goes on to say, and he left Toby on the bench, who did quite well in the middle of the week. Um, just on top of that, um, question from our, our own John Steggles. He says, I agree that leaving two of your most experienced players on the bench was a mistake. Now, well, there's the word experienced. That's the word, key word here. Would uh, would, would Loris done any better than, than Vaughan? I'm not sure he would have done, uh, as far as saving the so. saving the balls concerned. But as a captain, uh, as as a sort of leader, as a voice, they used to. Yes, he would have done. Yes, he would have done. And I just, I don't know quite. I mean, I, I'd have put my, my house on that. He'd have picked Loris for the semi, and he didn't. And and it's the same. We watched a Brighton. We watched a um, Toby organise that defence. If he wasn't yeah. doing well with his feet, he certainly made up for it with his voice. But he did fine with his feet. But with his voice, just what was needed for yesterday. Well, they, they, on, on social media, most Spurs fans were saying that we lacked leadership yesterday. We had leadership on the bench. And you don't need it there. You need it on the pitch. And to have your club captain... Um, you know, your, your goalkeeper that wears a number one shirt, you know, he's the captain for, for France as well. You know, you need those leaders in the team. You cannot swap out players and uh, and do that in such important games. And he did exactly the same last year against Chelsea by by putting Son a, a left fullback. It is a ridiculous decision in such an important game when you're playing against a great tactician such as Mourinho as well. And I've no doubt that Mourinho just said to any player, just, just have a, just have a go. Just have a go at the goalkeeper because, you know, I don't, I don't believe that that the Spurs players have the confidence in Vorm as they do in Larissa. Are they completely different goalkeepers? Mm. Mm. Yeah. The, the trouble is, I guess, when you make those weird, if you like, decisions, whether that be Son last year playing him as left wing wing back wing back uh, yesterday I guess they weren't weird in the sense that look everybody sort of expected that 
Sanchez would probably start that game in 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 light of should we say recent weeks what's going on with Toby and 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 his contract negotiations and game time and etc etc I mean, and and obviously I've I'm a big fan of Toby and I've and and I would have picked him as a matter of course anyway regardless um the Larice one strange decision he's a club captain I know Vaughan's played in every round but in the lesser latter stages against the big big teams you 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 play your best goalkeeper um when when he makes those decisions unfortunately he opens himself up to criticism now i i know he probably doesn't care what people say or think on social media that's fine i'm sure he doesn't so um i'm sure he's immune from all of that but he doesn't help himself by making those decisions sure if if it paid off then we wouldn't be talking about it but he's opening himself um up to criticism um i don't think for what it's worth Sanchez played badly. I don't think Vaughan played badly. I think Vaughan did well. Mm. But it's yep. those leadership qualities. It's those, it's that level of experience that both Toby and Lloris would have bought. Um, the fact that it's both of them. You could sort of understand if he continued playing Sanchez based on the fact that he's been playing you know, regularly for the last few weeks in an otherwise winning team if you take out the, the, the City defeat. But to drop Hugo to the bench as well, um, you're asking for trouble at that point. It's not as though, I mean, you're talking about prioritising, um, but there was no saving the players after yeah. this one, was there? Yeah. I mean, Watford, isn't it, uh, next game, isn't it, following Monday. Mm. So he's got eight days break. Um it, that's what makes me scratch my head, really. I don't... Yeah, I, I, I must admit. That, that, that's why I think that it, it, he's not really bothered about it. And, and for for him to come out and say that, you know, that these cups are not really that important to, to a club, I, 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 I find that statement absolutely crazy. I really do. And I know, you know, we all love Potch. We all think he's a fantastic manager, as I do. Um, but when you come to these big games, the games that matter, um, and you know, particularly the, the the cups, and and as I said earlier, the way that we have gone out in all three of these competitions um, is very very disappointing. I I sort of I I empathise with him up to a point. I understand that that whether we like it or not, Champions League football is a be all and end all, and you need to be playing Champions League football regularly to it's one of the things that will help you attract and keep the top players obviously wages will come into it obviously trophies will do as well I get that and I get the fact that Enoch have laid that out for him I've got no issues with that I think the way that he's perhaps publicly gone on record as stating the FA Cup isn't as important and diminishing its value um, isn't a clever move, you know. Even if that's what he thinks, I think from a PR point of view, I don't. It, it doesn't sit well with fans. Um, yeah, depressing. Realistically, realistically though, we're not going to win the Champions League, are we? Yeah, you know, as me being completely realistic, we're not going to win the Champions League um, in the next few years. Whether we get in the Champions League every year, um, year in year out, we're not. We're not um, realistically going to win it. We will realistically win a League Cup or, or an FA Cup. So I, 
I'm quite traditional in, in the way that I see football in that you play your best 11 for every match and you try and win every match. Mm. And if the chairman and the board are saying to Poch, well, don't worry about those trophies as long as you get top four, as fans, do we all have to now think, OK, we have to accept that we are going to be uh, fourth best in a league table year in, year out, but we will have the likes of Real Madrid, Barcelona, Juventus comes, come to our stadium and we'll have a good away trip as well. But then we'll probably get to the last 16 and then go out. Are we happy with that? I'm not. We're not happy with it, and I think that it's not something that we can necessarily accept as fans. I think we might have to accept that that's the way Lean, um, Enoch view things and will do whilst they're in charge or at least for, for, for the foreseeable future. They've got a manager who seems that his what he's stating publicly is is in line with what Enoch is saying, so that's that that makes Enoch happy. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not suggesting for a minute that, that, that we should get rid of Poch, but I'm just saying hypothetically, if we had another manager in charge, for example, if Mourinho was in charge, would he be saying the same thing, even if that's what Enoch said to him and said, look, the priority is the, the Champions League? I'm not sure he would. And that's, if, that's... You see, if you see the way that Mourinho attacks uh, competitions like his first season in charge, winning the Europa League and winning the League Cup, and you know, highly likely that they'll go on to win the FA Cup this year. You know, within two years, they, they, a club like that have got three trophies. Mm. You know, that's what we that's what we should have been doing. That's what we should be targeting the the, the trophies that are, um, if I could, if I can use the expression, easiest to win. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Look, like, even even a few years ago, if you go back to when when Fergie was in charge, they were there for them for that club. They were winning league titles competing for, for, for the Champions League when when they had to rebuild and um, if you sort of ran about 2004-2005 when you had the, the invincible teams of Arsenal when you had Chelsea emerging under under Mourinho um, United had fallen back to about third place and even at that point, Alex Ferguson's priorities shifted, and I, I recall, I think it was 05-06, they won a League league Cup, which maybe in other seasons they wouldn't consider um, taking seriously. You, you go back to the 90s, when, when they, I think they were one of the first teams that fielded youngsters in a League Cup game and, and were fined for it. Um, football's about being pragma- pragmatic, and somebody like Mourinho will, will you know when he took over at United in his first season he knew they weren't going to win the league ultimately that's that's what the club wants to do they want to be winning the league and competing for league titles and Champions League leagues but he what did he do last season he he won a league cup he won a um a, a, a Europa cup and that provides the springboard for for for, for success so i suppose what i'm what i'm saying is i get the fact that Enoch might pay the priorities on is on the Champions League. That's fine. Perhaps Pochettino would be better advised not to publicly say or think that. Um, and and, well, does, and that make it, hmm? does that make it any better? Does that make it any better then? I think that when he when he comes out with statements like um, it's not we're not taking it seriously. Firstly, it's not going to piece the fans. It, it's going to it's going to make us restless. It's going to make us angry. Secondly, there is that possibility that if you're publicly negative about it and that is projected to the players, 
then they in turn won't won't take it seriously. Um, and I think that Enoch, look, Enoch have got a particular position. That that's fine. That's not going to change. Um, but it's it's more if 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 another manager was in charge, it's quite possible that that they might take a different approach and and, well, Joe, and I, not I, come I, out. I, and... I think you're right. I think you're right. I don't think it will change. And I think that if we're in another semi-final next year, Poch might say exactly the same thing. Well, we're not, we're not actually that bothered, and we keep we keep going over this again and again. Yeah. And this this is this is my point. Of I think that as long as we're finishing fourth in the league while he's there. Everybody's happy, and who cares less about whether we're in a cup final or not? It's only us fans that actually uh, are passionate, and uh, you know, perhaps that's wrong to say that, but you know, really, really want it. You know, we all really, really wanted it yesterday, and it's just so gutting every year when when we don't get it. I wonder if it's a mental thing, though. How much of it's just a mental thing? Because it's not just it's not just cup finals, you know. If you if you go back to to I digress slightly, but if you go back to the when we were chasing Leicester, um, those big games when we needed to get over the line, we we, we just didn't quite have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. David Ives, will Viagra get us past the semi? He's going to lead a lot more than um, a lot more than that. Um, another one from Kent Goodrich. Did did Pochettino's low key attitude in public help or hurt today? I think we sort of touched upon that. Yeah, you just done that, really, haven't you? Um, Ed Brad, tactically outplayed today by a master tactician. More of a statement than a question. I think you yeah sort of covered that earlier, David. Um, yeah. Ian Morton, what needs to be done to make the final step? up to the top table is there anything that can be learned from other teams in other sports that have ended barren runs well that's a straight answer is unfortunately that we have to financially compete with the other clubs which isn't going to happen just yet and we're probably going to have to still box very cleverly where we pick up on these youngsters um, some talented youngsters if we can keep getting them. but it's it's really too much to ask to keep managing to find a Deli Alley I mean what are the chances of doing that again um, last season we had the opportunity if I read the reports um, that we were going to get Ryan Sessegnon uh, we negotiated hard supposedly and couldn't find the common ground I don't know why not um, I was all for him because I've watched him many times and I think he's an absolute talent but he's right on the radar now so whether we'll get him I don't know but that's the sort of player that we're going to have to get um, to, to keep competing as, as well as we can but we won't be looking at winning Champions Leagues or, or should we say winning the big games that we've just been discussing until we find those match winners um, dare I say it Pogba's um, players like that that you're, you're buying paying considerable money for for that little 5% extra um, and, and it players that will bring the other players up to a level I mean, another one is, is I mean we're, we're looking at losing um, Toby and yet Liverpool have gone and got Virgil van Dijk and they had paid big money 75 million for mm. him and he's now starting to come through but they've had to pay royally for him and we won't 
there's I, at this moment there's not a chance that we're, we're going to pay 75 million pounds for a defender so we're not going to we're not going to be dining at quite that top table just yet not week in week out I mean I know anyone can point out and say well Leicester did it and they did but the chances of that happening again are pretty slim and as we spoke the other day Chris um, you know did we think we we're going to um, you asked me if I thought we were going to win the, the league in the next five years and for these reasons I've just been saying no I don't think so we had our best chances um, and I don't think so for the next five beyond five years who knows as the money stream starts to come in and kick in if we've got it right then yes we may do Okay, um, John Stiggles, another question from him. The sub that required, required the sub that was required, Dyer, Eriksson, and Vertonghen to all change positions was a mistake, in my opinion. And for me, we were dead and buried at that point. The second half was as poor as I can remember, re- remember us this season. Can Poch pick the team up from here on in? So we've got four league matches. Um, if we win two of those, we've secured top four, guaranteed Champions League football. I say that, by the way, there's a horrible, um, I read somewhere that there's a horrible possibility that if Arsenal win the Europa and Liverpool win the Champions League, fourth place won't give you Champions League football. But um, A, I don't know if that's true, and B, I don't know what, what chances of that happening are. I would, I would imagine slim of Arsenal navigating past Atletico. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Um, we've got Watford next, and um, we'll talk about that in a bit, but um, can... Looking at the four remaining games and the, the the objective, which is, well, first and foremost, at least win two of those and, and, and secure top four. Can Pochettino do, do that? Can he pick up the players? Can he pick up the fans? That's the next thing. You know, you've, you know, you know where you are. The, 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 we'll only be picking about 30,000, 40,000 in, in Wembley Stadium instead of the 70, 80 that he might have got. That's, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And without the, the fans, the, the players are going to recognise it, aren't they? You've yeah, got the Watford to... home game would be Sorry. interesting. Mm. Sorry, David. No, no, just it's a two-way street, isn't it? It's all very well saying pick the players up, and and, and I respect the questions, right? But the fans become the twelfth man, don't they? And if they're not there, the players will feel that, and the season will be ended. We'll end up with a Newcastle away, won't we? Five-one. That's what my fear is. But I don't think Pochettino will... I, I just don't think he'll allow that to happen. And he's, even his book, that's the one um, result that he really suffered over. Um, and and I, and I think that... Um, I don't think he'll let that happen again. I, I, I just think we'll certainly get at least three wins out of the four. Yeah, I, I can't see us losing any one of these four games. Mm. Even, even after the defeat yesterday. I think that he'll pick the team up. I think uh, we'll play very well. I think we'll be very focused. Uh, we'll have a point to prove. Uh, and as long as we get in that top four, as I keep saying, um, the board will be happy. He'll be happy. Uh, all of us will be happy because we've got Champions League next year. Um, but the, the the one thing I think is quite sad is the fact that we don't take these cup competitions um, as seriously as we should. Um, if, if the Cups didn't mean anything to to teams why why the fact are all all of the so-called big teams around us why are they constantly in all of the finals um if they're not that important they they all they will win these competitions and we're one of the only top clubs in the premier league 
that haven't won these competitions for a very long time. There's something seriously wrong there with with the, the attitude um, from the management, if if that is the case. So I, I don't, I just don't get it. I really don't. Um, did either of you watch? I presume you've watched or heard of um, Pochettino's press conference yesterday. So I'm just going to quote something he said from the press press conference, which is, um, he said, "Tottenham is in the last four years." Um, Tottenham in the last four years that you follow our process we are building a very good team about trying to create the winning mentality but it's still at the moment not enough but I think Tottenham need to keep going in the direction because it will be perfect then to create that winning mentality it's not about a few years Tottenham need more time of course with me or another but I think it's important to keep going focusing on working and developing that philosophy which is fantastic for the club now questions I've got is firstly that statement from Pochettino where where in particular he refers to um, another person me or another is that cause for concern will he leave and also on the back of that we had a question from um, Annette Smith who's chair of the Glasgow Spurs supporters club who says we can con- we can consistently compete against the top teams with the philosophy and budget we have, but can we realistically keep doing it without winning anything before the players and managers manager decide it's too hard? But in in his, I mean, not, not perhaps there in the in the, in the quote that I've um, read out, but elsewhere in his press conference, um, and and in one of the interviews he gave, he repeated that comment about me or another but he also referred to the fact that um or suggested that he, he, he needed more money it was it was a slight dig at levy um what do you both make of his his comments well i think Reason- i think that he, he will be at the club until the end of his contract and if he believes that this so-called building will take longer than than that, then I think that's what he means. I don't think that he he will be um, leaving before the end of his contract. I, I, I'm very confident of that. Um, but I think the the key thing is about keeping players. And when you've got the whole Toby situation, um, very worrying again. You've got a, a very good central defender, one of the best in the world, and it looks highly likely that he will leave. When you see people like Deli Alley looking absolutely gutted, distraught that we've lost the game, um, you know, will players like that leave? Harry Kane banging goals in for Spurs. Everybody, um, your Alan Shearers, your Gary Linekers, people like that, saying he'd be better off if he's at another club. You know, will we keep players like that? That that's keeping the players together. I think is going to be the hardest thing. Um, you know, when you've got someone like Carl Walker leaving, and Within a number of months, he's won a Premier League title and he's won a, a, a League Cup um, already. Um, when when the Tottenham players are looking at play, people like Carl Walker, thinking, well, he's now earning more money than me and he's got trophies on his mantelpiece. That's the worry, in my opinion. Um, but I get what Poch is doing. He's building a, he's building a team. Um, you know, we've, we've been enjoying some of the best football we've watched Um you know, through being a Spurs fan. Um, but ultimately, football is about the glory and it's about winning things. And we've got to win stuff. We really have. 
What, yep. what do you, before bringing David Crisp, what, I mean, in terms of the, the actual quote where he said, me or one other, or sorry, me or yep. another, um, yep. was that just frustration? Was it a coded message, a dig at Levy? Um, it was a really strange thing to say. I don't. I, I think you're reading too much into it. Um, if I, if I'm completely honest, I, I, I just believe that Potch is a man of his word. Um, I don't think he will leave Spurs before the end of his contract. So I think he'll see his contract out to 2021, and then um, someone else. If someone else comes in, then then you know he'd be, he'd be passing all of his hard work over to somebody else. Um, but that that's all. That's all I read into it. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, it's um, I, I, I struck me straight away. They, they were talking about it on the Sunday supplement this morning, so they picked straight up on it, the same as I did. I sort of saw it, I thought, uh, or listened to it. I thought, well, that's an odd thing to say. I was a bit more suspicious that he was giving a thinly veiled warning to the board, you know, wanting more uh, money spent in whatever way that is, whether that's to be increasing uh, wages through a new contract or whether it's um. Sp- slightly uh, higher brand of uh, um, player coming in but overall uh, uh, you're right Chris he's he is a man of integrity um, he, I, I can't see him being a man to really threaten I suppose so it's probably just a down to wording that and, and another one I'm meaning another five years time or um, maybe he would be happy to sign a new contract I don't think it would be good for him to, to scuttle off again, um, having not won anything. Um, for him, he, he for his own CV, he needs to have a tr- mm-hmm. trophy on that CV, be it a League Cup, be it an FA Cup. That I just find it frustrating that the people are judged that way because he's done so much for Spurs even now. We are in a better... I have to say, it's about the more positive thing. I want to put a spin on it, but we're in a better place now um, than I could never imagined when he first took over you were a pretty low place then when he came in and and it's absolutely remarkable that that, that how close we've got and you're right just that last key thing is, is to get these big games won the, the, these these ones um, for semi-finals like yesterday a way of finding methods to win them but we are in a remarkable place and he's done a lot and he sort of doesn't really need to prove himself any more than that but for his own sake I know that he won't see it that way Um, he'll see it that he has to have a trophy in order to prove that all that he's done culminates in something that glitters and it it sort of does and and certainly the media see it that way When I initially saw his comments yesterday watching the press conference I was was slightly concerned alarm bells were were ringing it It seemed an odd thing to, to say but like everybody else I was upset. I was upset after the game, um, feeling emotional. Having f- sat down afterwards and let the dust settle somewhat, although it still feels fairly raw today, um, I I can't. It doesn't actually bother me too much. I don't think that he will leave. I don't believe that for a minute. Like you said, um, Chris, he's he's got a contract till 2021. He's got a very good. We, I think we touched touch upch upon this several times. I think we t- we touch upon it maybe a few weeks ago Chris when you were last on the pod his relationship with um, Levy is very good um, mm. Levy probably I believe is, is the first um, well he's he's based at 
Hotspur Way. He's, he's got he's obviously got an office at Lily White House, but he's also got an office at Hotspur Way. He meets um, Pochettino regularly. They they've got that good relationship. Um, so I, I don't think that you know you contrast that with say to the relationship he had with Harry Redknapp, for example. Um, he trusts he trusts Pochettino. He trusts him to with 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 transfers with just general club policy and I know I don't want to go back down this route again with the whole sort of cups and Champions League and, and, and whatnot. but the thing that cost Martin Yoli's job in the end the thing that cost Harry Redlap his job in the end was failing to qualify for the Champions League um, I mean actually in both cases um, Yoli 05-06 we missed out but he was still there another season 06-07 Finished fifth again, two seasons in a row, and, and and then he went. So he was he was given a bit of a chance. If you look at Redknapp, he got us one season in the Champions League, but that was it. He was still there a few seasons afterwards. Even AVB, first season, the that Bale season, he missed out on the final day. Um, he was still there at the beginning of the following seasons, but season, but ultimately results were were, were poor that season, 2013-14, and and he lost his job and and. Pochettino has so far qualified for the Champions League for two consecutive seasons. Hopefully, it will be a third. Um, so I, I think that's that will go some way in ensuring that he's there and and he's uh, for the foreseeable. And he's got a good um, relationship. What I think, though, in order to push on, we do need that that investment to bring in those marquee players. Whether the moving into the stadium will help. Um, or the extent to which it helps remains to be seen. Um, but I don't. I don't think Daniel Levy's about to tear it up all over again and start from right from scratch. I, I can't see that myself. I think he's the got, his, thing is, he's though, got Jeff, his man. The, the thing is, Oj, what you're saying, and I, I think uh, you know, for, I didn't really look too much at social media yesterday because I was quite annoyed about the match losing, but. From what I did read, um, all people were going on about is we should be spending serious amounts of money on players. Now, what lost us that game yesterday was nothing about spending money on players. We we, we were 1-0 up. We were in control of the match. And then tactically, um, Mourinho changed it. We didn't lose the game because we haven't spent millions of pounds. Um, we could have quite easily comfortably won that match. So... I think it's I think it's just a, a, such an easy excuse to use. Cup games, especially FA Cup, anybody can win the FA Cup. You know, anything can happen on the day. Um, but the fact how we lost it and we keep doing this, I don't think it's down to money. The Premier League is down to money. The Premier League games are down to money, definitely. You know, finishing that top four it is normally who has spent the most money. And when you see the graphic of how much money people have spent, um, you know, compared to Spurs, we've actually done a very, very good job in in being in the top four. And, you know, credit to Potcher on 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 that. But, you know, to win cups um, in, the, in the manner that we're losing them um, is, is quite remarkable. And that's the upsetting thing. So I just don't buy the whole... Um, we need to spend money to to win, to, you know, to win cups because we don't. Not and, necessarily and, to win. No, no, not not necessarily to win cups, but just just to push on. To go that step that step further, I'm looking at the overall picture, but I, I agree with in terms of yesterday. Um, 
money wouldn't have necessarily pushed us over the line. Um, we we <sighs> tactically we might have got it wrong. Um, I think there were one or two players who um, weren't at their best as well. That that didn't help. Well, one 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 of whom we didn't mention was was um, Harry, Harry Kane. Um, mm, yeah, on him because he still didn't he didn't look sharp. Nah. He's not right, is he? He's not right. Um, I don't know whether he's carrying an injury still. Um, or he, he, he just looked shot, didn't he? he? He wasn't chasing the ball down as he has been. And I, I thought, well, give it a couple of games, he'll, he'll be back in. But he's not. He's not. Definitely not. And I don't think that was about supply yesterday. Um, up to now, I've excused it if he hasn't got the right supply. I know that they were sort of um, starving him of supply, as Mourinho will do. But even his, his work rate off the ball was definitely lower. There's definitely something going on. We'll hear about it, I'm sure, when the season ends. And he'll say, yeah, I, I, I need a rest or something, you know, or I was carrying an injury. It's definitely not right. And that, that made a difference. Chris, you're absolutely right. Yesterday's not about big signings, nothing at all. We beat Manchester United 2-0 just recently and comfortably. Mm-hmm. And we were on the way to do it again, and I thought we would. But just suddenly, yeah, that, that just changed. The, I say Marine doesn't easily lose twice. But I'll quickly just say on that, my reasoning of, of being able to buy more marquee signings is that we can't keep relying. If we do have to sell, um, we can't keep relying on finding a brilliant youngster at some stage. We will have to buy an established um, quality player if we wish to push on. Um, and unfortunately, that don't come at the Deli Alley's sort of five to ten million mm. mark. There's a great danger. I know it's a different scale, but if you take Southampton... They had a lot of good players um, that they've sold in recent years. They've replaced them um, with astute um, purchases yeah. in, in, in the transfer market. And there's only so far you can get away with doing that. And possibly this season it's going to start to cost them. Um, and I'm not saying that we're... It's a different different level. But at some point, you know, you won't find the delis of this world. Or you won't find, I don't know... Let's say somebody like Son, um, who obviously cost a fair few more million than, than Delhi did, but it's somebody you can develop um, at some point. It's only so far that um, somebody like Pochettino can, can go in terms of developing players, um, and you, and you do, do need that extra bit of investment. You need that bit of money also to keep keep your keep your players, you know, to give give them the contracts that they want or desire. Um, well, gosh, this is this is depressing. Yeah. Talk about the Brighton game. <laughs> um, okay, we'll, we'll talk about Brighton in a bit. Um, we'll also look at um, uh, what's happening with, with the new stadium and a few more questions from um, listeners. But before we do, here is Bex with this week's Spurs Ladies update. Hello, it's Bex. So it's been a quiet couple of weeks for Spurs Ladies and then, like buses, they play two games in very quick succession. So they played on Thursday night against Oxford United in the league and came out with a 2-1 win. Katie O'Leary got the first goal and Coral Haynes got the second as a last-minute penalty. That would have stood them in good stead for today's game, sorry, Sunday's game, uh, where unfortunately playing at home they lost 2-4 to Sheff United, sorry, Sheffield, um, with Sarah Wiltshire heartbreakingly scoring at both ends. Juan Amaros said after the game that the ladies didn't perform at the level that they know that they can do. However, there's always next time. 
The next game is next Sunday and that's against Durham. That is at Chessant at one o'clock. Be good to see if anybody is around and they can go. And that's closely followed by a game on the Wednesday, the 2nd of May at Chessant against Millwall Lionesses. And that's a 1945 kickoff. For anybody that's aware of what's happening in the world, Millwall Lionesses are borderline um, having to close the club down altogether due to financial issues. They've been helped by both Millwall as their partner club um, and there's, I know they were fundraising at their recent games. So if anybody does want to go to the Mill, this is the rescheduled Millwall game, um, be sure to take some extra change and just chuck it in a pot because I'm sure they'll still be fundraising for that. If anybody has any questions, I am on Twitter at BunchesBecks. Cheers, thanks, bye-bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Hotspur Family podcast. Um, right, Chris, you were there. You were you were at, um, at Tottenham yesterday morning. If you are every 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 Saturday, what's what's the latest on the on the new stadium? Oh well, there was lots of fans down there meeting me uh, yesterday, so it was really nice to see lots of uh, hundreds of Spurs fans down there looking at what's going on. Um, hundreds of builders working yesterday. Everyone's very, very focused. Um, all looking very, very good. Uh, lots. Well, the most of the glass panels now have gone in on the west stand. That looks absolutely incredible. Um, that west stand, it really does. Um, they're painting the the trees at the moment white. Um, the trees are actually situated on the south stand. Uh, looking very finished around the um, the east stand as well. Um, it's just work going on absolutely everywhere. Um, seats have gone in, um, upper tier on it, all stands. Um, they're working tirelessly at the moment and it's looking uh, super. It really is. And um, if listeners want to watch your video, where, where can they? Um, it's on YouTube? Yep. What's, what's the... Yeah, the latest video is on YouTube and uh, my channel is called Tottenham Fan Chris Cowling. But if you just type in uh, Stadium Update, Tottenham Stadium Update, all the all the videos should come up then. Excellent. Okay. should also mention, so it's obviously the, the London Marathon today. So um, listen, a friend of the show, Richard Healy, he's running in the London Marathon um, in an ostrich outfit, um, dressed as Osvaldo the ostrich. Um, so a shout out of support to him. Um, I'd like to think he's finished by now, but you, you never know if you're running um, <laughs> dressed as an, an, an ostrich, particularly in, in, in the heat. Um, he's got a just giving. So he's he's um, running for a particular charity, which is um, JDRF, who are a charity that fund research into type 1 diabetes to help find a cure for it. Um, his just giving page is www.justgiving.com slash fundraising slash Richard hyphen Healy. Um, Richard adds that he's the, that in his lifetime, the only Spurs captain he's seen lift the elusive FA Cup is one Mr. Gary Mabbott, who's obviously a type 1 diabetic. So, um, good luck to you, Richard. And if you're still running, hopefully, um, you'll get through past the, past the, the line shortly. Um, and yeah, check out his, um, just giving page and, and donate to it. Um, Right, let's briefly just discuss Brighton. We, we were all there on um, Tuesday. We all managed to somehow get out of Brighton, out of the car park. Um, it's got to be the single worst car park I've ever seen. It, it took us about a good hour. I think I know, Chris, you, you were there a little bit after us um, doing bits for your YouTube channel, but we were stuck for about an hour trying to 
trying to get yeah. out. Um, it was painful, very narrow um, exit, just one one exit, and uh, yeah, fifteen quid as well. Um, one Mr. Alderweireld, who we um, we referred to earlier, returned. Um, there were quite a few changes for that game. It was good to see him see him back, um, but we only ended up with a point. Frustrating night again. Wasn't good, was it? I, I, huh. One I'd like to point out, um, you know, Jav, I, I always say to you, I don't want to get in early and I want to see them warm up. And I want mm-hmm. to see their body language. Uh, when I, I sat down there, I was watching um, um, Aurier and all the, the others were in synchronization. They're, they're very keen on this, aren't they, with warm ups? Everybody does it in synchronization. It's a discipline. It gets you right, right mind for the game. And Aurier was out of synchronization. And there was a little bit of... I was sitting watching it thinking, you know, he's a a loose cannon. And sure enough, it comes into his game, that loose cannon. And he's gone in and and really, he he, he didn't need to touch the player. And it's cost us two points. And and always watch the warm-ups. And I think quite very often you find if a player's not right, the warm-ups quite often exploits them uh, or exposes them rather uh, to, to where they're going to go and I, I uh, that, that was I would uh, it was a tight game and good old Chris um, he'd uh, set his Brighton team up again very well to defend against us did a very good job their centre-backs were excellent uh, made it very difficult for us but once again we get the goal we've got to find ways to hold it and yet Aurier does just a sh- stupid thing you can you can argue how much he had contact but he was in the wrong place and he just didn't need to do it he could have come round and i am seriously worried about him um, in the long term future whether he's going to have that discipline to do the right thing it cost us two yeah. points it's, it's not the first time that he's given away a penalty no. just on the thing about him not being in sync so um a few weeks ago um i was at the training ground and meeting the players in Pochettino and we had I was there with my friend um, Annette uh, Smith who read out one of her questions earlier on the podcast and she had um, a printout um, because this was just a few days after the Chelsea game so it was a colour printout of that moment when Delhi scores and he goes to the fans or he's celebrating but in front of the Chelsea fans so it was a great little thing so all the players were signing that and she had like I don't know a book or a folder as a rest under the under the print what does Sanchez do rather than sign the piece of paper he, he misses and he signs the um, the folder that was resting under it which is just typical Sanchez just like his like his not Sanchez sorry um, Uriah. Uriah Uriah even just like his just like his thrones yeah uh, yeah, yeah. He, he, he looks he just there's something about him isn't there that just not concentrating is he he's just in another world yeah um, well, for, a, for, a, for a player that's pay, played for PSG as well is 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 surprising of his lack of ability I must say that um, you know for a player that three foul throw-ins in one match giving away penalties um, you know when when a player's a liability like that it, I don't think they will last very long in a Tottenham team under Poch I think that you know I know we've criticised Poch a little bit today on here but um, he, he's a very good manager and he will see 
he will see that and and I think he'll put it right. And and when a player is making so many mistakes in, in games, um, no matter how important they are, then I don't think they'll last very long at Tottenham. That, that's a, a very good point. One of the things that Pochettino does and does very well um, is... Well, there are two things. One, one he can, one he's very good at developing players. We've seen that with Carl Walker. We've seen that with Danny Rose. But also, I think he's smart enough to know when a player is beyond beyond any hope or going to be too much hard work, mm. and, he'll, and he'll get rid of them. So examples are Stambouli, for example, in his first season. Um, even Soldado. Um, okay, he'd already been at Spurs for for a, for a year before that. It wasn't really working. But one season under Pochettino, he was out. So there are certain players that he. Janssen, you know, he, he moved on um, quickly. There are others that probably can see something in, and and I think if if he feels that Iria isn't, he's not going to be able to to step up and 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 he's not going to be able to improve him, then he'll 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 he'll, he'll move him on. You might say if you're going to be critical, you might say, well, some of these purchases that were made, therefore, weren't the right ones, and you can criticise Pochettino. Signing some of these players, and that—that's fair comment. I—I I don't um, disagree with that. Although I would say that it, all managers, regardless of the pool of money they've got to spend, even the best managers, will sign one or two players that are just turn out to be transfer flops. Um, you know, even you know, someone, somebody like Sir Alex Ferguson. I remember he signed a few over the years, which which weren't. Um, which went great. Admittedly, obviously, he signed, he signed a lot more that 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 made it. But um, yeah, he's Pochettino is good at identifying that and nipping it in the bud fairly early on. Um, Watford next um, week Monday. Chris, you you've brought the opinion that we you didn't think we'd lose any of the the remaining games. Um, can we go out and win that? Kent Goodrich, question from Kent Goodrich, just saying, bad time to be having a wobble. Is Watford a must-win game now? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's not a must-win, but I think we will win it. Um, we're still in a very good position. You know, we're, we're three points away from second place. I know we've played a game more than Man United, but we're two points away from third place. Um, we just need to concentrate. I, I think that we will... Uh, be unbeaten in the four matches. I think all games uh, are very winnable, uh, and I think we'll get the job done. And I think after the disappointment from yesterday, um, Pochettino and the players will certainly know how. Well, if they look on Twitter or any other social media, they will know how um, devastated we all are uh, by the result. And I think that we will want to finish on on a high and finish as high as possible. And finishing the top four, which is the most important. And you know, people like Hugo Lloris come out uh, back in August and said, if if we finish in the top four, then it will be a successful season. And uh, and I think we'll do that again. But I just think it's. I know I keep harping on about this uh, these these cups, but I just think that Pochettino at the end of this season, this is his fourth season in charge, and after four seasons, I know. You know, we've played Champions League uh, a couple of times and, uh, you know, looking to qualify again. Um, but I think after four seasons, I'm just very surprised on on the, on the our character and the way that we've played football and it, we've been so entertaining and we've had some real highs. It's just such a shame that we haven't got anything to show for it. 
Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um... It is a must-win game, the Watford one, simply because, can you imagine if we lose that one, or, uh, well, yeah, if we lose that one after losing to Matthew, it, it just, uh, the fans will really go berserk, and we don't want that. But there's no reason why we can't actually win all four. The only thing I do wonder is whether um, Harry Kane will start on the Watford game. It won't surprise me to see him on the bench and him to go with Sonny up front, um, taking his place, and Lamella start. Lamella's the fresh one. Yeah. I mean, it would would have taken a brave man or a brave manager yesterday not to have picked Kane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, And certainly for the big matches, you, you want even a half-fit Kane to start, but I can see the logic of playing, you know, last season when we played Watford at home, um, Kane was injured or he was just coming back from an injury, I think he was on the bench for that game, or maybe it was a Bournemouth one, I can't remember which way around, I remember we had those two 4-0 home victories two consecutive Saturdays, um, but the Watford one, Sun started, uh, and we should have, you know, a, a team of if he goes with a starting eleven that started against Chelsea, which was um, Sun playing a sort of false nine, and then Lamella, Delhi, uh, uh, and Ericsson, that should be more than enough to beat um, to beat Watford at home. I don't, I don't see, I don't think they will pose a, a massive threat. Um, they're pretty much safe, I think, without looking at the table. Oh, Watford, oh yeah, yeah. Um, they really don't have anything to play for. Um, We've got a good good record, or we certainly did have a good record at home to them, um, White Hart Lane certainly. So that shouldn't pose a problem for us. Um, right, let's finish off with just with, with we've got about I don't know half a dozen questions to, to go through. I'll try to get through these as quickly as possible. Um, Darren Pamenter, it felt too much at times in the semi we were doing an Arsenal and tried to walk the ball into the net instead of getting shots away. Similar at Brighton too. What's happened to our free flowing? scoring football teams have worked yeah, us out teams have worked us out haven't they they're, they're, they're crowding the defence and we're not breaking it down anymore carry on Chris <laughs> just survive it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well I feel, I feel like we I feel like we do that a lot um, we, we always try and score a perfect goal and again a lot of people said this on Twitter yesterday we always try and score a perfect goal yeah. um some of our midfield players are, are scared to shoot sometimes, and, and they're constantly trying to feed Harry Kane to, you know, tap the ball in the net. You know, sometimes you want these 25, 30 yard screamers, and you know, just have a go. And and when you look at yesterday's match, we had two shots on target, two shots on target for for a game really that we we dominated in the first 20 odd minutes. There should have been a few goals up, and you, you look at after that. You know what real opportunities did we have once Sanchez put the ball in the net, um, and that was what was so disappointing for yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yep, and I think that I'm not sure it's so much walking the ball into the net. I think it's the fact that sometimes or often when when well, we saw this yesterday second half, that the build-up play is is too too slow and then as, as, as it's too slow the opposition get men behind the ball they get them into positions into shape and then that, that's difficult to break down and yeah absolutely right Chris that, that we do oh, quite a lot of our midfield players have got a tendency to be afraid to, to shoot um, Dembele won't shoot 
the frustrating thing with that is we know he's got it in his locker. We saw that against Leon a few years ago in, in the Europa. We saw that in the Europa, I think it was against Andlecht um, a few seasons ago. We know he can do it, but he doesn't want to do it. Um, Wanyama, okay, that was against Liverpool. Bit of a one-off, that one, wasn't it? Bit of a one-off. Dyer occasionally will. Eriksen certainly will. Um, But, yeah, they they just, you know... Sometimes it's going to go into Rosette. Sometimes it might might hit a player. But, you know, occasionally it'll it'll test the goalkeeper or, or it'll end up in the... Back, back of the net and it's also about varying it and 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 sometimes that opening's not going to be there if you try to pass your way through sometimes you've got to you've got to take that shot um it's it's the predictability of it i think which is frustrating i've said it before sometimes we try to play our way sometimes where it would be good if we went route one occasionally nothing wrong nothing wrong with going Route one, we did it against Chelsea this season. Delhi's first goal. Um, nothing wrong with with mixing it up. It's when you're predictable that that teams work you out, and and then it becomes difficult to break down. Um, David Ives speaking on Toby he says, "In what world can an employee hold an employer ransom indefinitely without recourse? And if he plays with heart and soul, regardless of contract squabbles, why not play him?" But I've, I've said this all along. You've got a player in contract at the moment. He is fit to play. He's, a, he's an exceptional defender. Why aren't we playing him? If you're paying wages, if any one of us were running a business and we were paying an employee and they kept asking for more money, you're still paying them to work. Hmm. So why are we not paying him? Or why, why are we not working him to what he's getting paid at the moment? It is ridiculous. He should he should be in that starting lineup week in week out, regardless of signing a contract or not. Because I don't think that Toby Alderweireld will give um, a bad attitude. He's not shown um, that he's got a bad attitude. And even you know, all three of us were standing outside Brighton Stadium on Wednesday, and all three of us were surprised. Well, Jab, you probably won't because you went on about it so much. <laughs> <laughs> but we were all surprised that Toby was in the lineup. Now, how can a player be out in the cold all that time and then suddenly all, you know, come in to a Wednesday night game? And if against Brighton, by the way, if he came, if he hadn't played as well as he did, or if he was lacking a bit of sharpness, then fine, you continue playing Sanchez. But he proved that against Brighton, he, it was a Toby of old that he's ready. And of course, he's, he's an exceptional footballer, and he's, even if he's been out for six months, he's going to come back and, and have a great game because that's the sort of player we've got. And he'd have done all the talking as well. He'd have been getting everybody into the right positions. That first goal may not have happened because he'd have made sure that somebody was still got an eye, one eye on Sanchez, uh, even though we've mucked up and Pogba and nicked the ball off of uh, um, our lads. So. You know, he's, he's that type of player that organises. That's his experience. That's what someone wants to buy. Someone who's the uh, the final product. But uh, the only thing I can think of um, that, that's, that's happening is that I think Pochettino is, does a little bit of a Fergie. You don't mess with me. That's what happens. So it's not necessarily Toby he's punishing. He's sending a message out to the rest of the players. Now, whether that's right or wrong is, is a, another question. But that... That's what I suspect he's partly doing. 
is sending out a message uh, and, and they're not going to do that down here but then there comes the argument well why did he play him against Brighton mm. you know that's that's an odd thing uh, and, and, and if he was doing that I, I think there's a little bit of well um, against um, well it goes back to your point Chris really is not prioritising the FA Cup but uh, equally um, he's just saying to, to uh, Toby you know you're not you're not, you know, they're not my future. David, could I ask you then, if, mm. um, if do you think, if Pochettino and Levy have regular meetings and they talk about, uh, obviously, talk about uh, situations like Toby, yeah. um, do you believe that it's Pochettino not choosing him because he doesn't want him in the team? Or do you think that Levy is saying, well, you can't play him because he's asking for more money. We can't give him any more money. We've given him the, this offer. He's he's now saying no. So put him out in the cold. Don't play him. Whose decision do you actually think that that is? I think it's Pochettino's, definitely. I don't see it as Levy. I, I think Levy would leave Pochettino to make those decisions. I think he's quite comfortable in what he's created so far to trust him, trust his judgment. That's what I think, whether I'm right or not is something else but that's that's what I think I don't think Levy would I think if, if he said he'd play him Levy would say that's fine if he said I'm not going to play him because I'm, I'm not happy with his attitude uh, or whatever but, and I want to send out a message then I think Levy would back that as well at this moment I think he would have to go a long way downhill yet before Levy starts to make comments but then why would why would a manager really care about what um, what, a, what a player's contract is or what uh, money they're being offered or what they're being paid. Surely well, it's just down well, to football, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I understand what you're saying. That um, he's not interested in the contract. He, you know, that um, Pochettino couldn't care less whether he's been offered two hundred or two hundred fifty. It's not his business. But the moment he's that's not happening, um, and there are rumblings. I mean, we saw it with Walker, didn't we? Now, I'm in the same question and answer I suppose you'd ask the same question David you know what Walker who do you think was the main instigator of all the trouble why he wasn't picked and, and I suppose the same answer you know I, I, I genuinely think that it's uh, Pochettino laying out discipline to the squad that you know you, you can't be messing around but I, yeah. I guess it's just, just not knowing what the attitude is is it at, at the training ground and what's going on but I, I, I do think ultimately the last word comes from Pochettino yeah, I think on on Toby, I, I felt before the Bryson game, I always felt he would play in that, in that match and that Sanchez would, would be rested. But having seen Toby against Rochdale, he didn't look great. He didn't look fully fit. Yeah. Don't didn't know what state of mind he, he was going to be in. So I, I didn't know how he was going to play. But he played so well that I I and I'm biased, but I I I I thought that he I genuinely maybe I'm naive. I genuinely thought he played his way back into the back into the team for for what was a big match on um, uh, uh, yeah, yesterday. Um, now, that's come and gone. We've got four league, ma- four league matches left, but he, to me, he played so well. It was a Toby of old. It was, you know, he looked fit. There was no, there was no, the, the attitude was fine. It, it was just, you know, just Toby. Um, and some of those qualities that he shows, which you sort of forget um, until you see, until you see, because we had a question, I think, or somebody else raised on the pod, it might have been John a few weeks ago, um, about have we missed him? You know, have we missed him? So we, we've done so well without him. You know, we, we've been unbeaten for 14 games. Sanchez has done well, etc., etc. Of course, yes, of course you're going to miss a player of Toby's quality. 
um, even if the results come by. Um, as well as Sanchez might have played, Toby is just different class. He's got that experience. He's got that authority. Um, he's got the positional sense. He's a talker, as, as, as you said, David. Um, and you, you've got to play him. You've got to play him. If he's off in the summer, um, then then he's off. It's, I know it's a different world, but Chris, you're absolutely right. If it was if it was an employee and um, he hands his notice in, or, or, or you knew that he might be leaving, or whatever it might be, um, you don't suddenly not include him or, or he's still contracted he's still employed by by you so he, he still has to, to feature in some way so uh, he can make money for your business Edith, yeah gotta got look at it that way he will make money for your business had we got into the final the fa cup and won it that's a bigger profile around the world it will sell more shirts yeah well how, um, how do you both how do you two think that someone like hugo Lloris? felt yesterday by by being told no actually Hugo you're on the bench today how do you think that he felt pretty yeah, pissed I, off I'd imagine yeah 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 I would agree yeah I think well, yeah we'll, we'll never know but I wonder if we had got to the final who would have played because if he dropped Hugo again that's the club captain not well I think that's pretty obvious now, yeah I think it's pretty obvious that he would have gone with Vorm all the way because that that seemed to have been his thing and and that's what he did. So that's what crossed yeah. my mind yesterday. Funnily enough, I, I thought, geez, if he's picked Vorm today and we get through to the final, can you imagine he doesn't go up and get the FA Cup? How's he going to do that? You know, he's your club mm. captain. I couldn't. Uh, yeah. And if he does play him in the final. Well, why the hell didn't he play him in the semi-final? <laughs> it's the, that one didn't really make sense to me. Not enough, because mm. I, I put my money on it. I thought, oh, yeah, with it, next semi-final, it'll, it'll bring Lloris back. He has to play his best he lives. OK, a few more questions. I'll try to quickly get through them. Um, if I don't read any apologies to, um, to the listeners, and we'll try to fit them in next week. Um, Greg Taylor... Um, at the moment, Tottenham are the, are the school kid that is good at football but plays in his school shoes because his mum and dad can't afford football boots. Do you think that's a fair assessment? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so it's, a, it's, it's an odd, odd analogy, isn't it? An odd analogy. But <laughs> I think I see where he's coming from. We look a little bit like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... Okay, um, Mark Stoll, what will it take for the majority of our fans not to be so fucking negative? I presume Mark's referring to social media because it, particularly, I know Chrissy said he didn't spend that much time on it post-match, which is very wise. Um, I had a little look on Twitter and it wasn't a good good place to be. And of course there are lots of fans that are angry, I, I, I get that, and fans are going to be critical. And there are reasons to be critical, I understand that. But some of the comments... Even the stadium yesterday, where I was stood, I was, I was right behind the goal um, in row five. There were people behind me complaining about Dembele, saying he's fucking awful. Somebody questioning the fact that Sun had come off and Lamella had, had come on. Just There's a lot of people who are quite fans that are quite irrational um, when it comes to voicing their um, displeasure and their anger. There's a lot of Enoch out. I'm seeing this morning. Levy out. Oh. We're all, we're all frustrated. Everything. 
Sorry, Chris? We, we, you know, every one of us is frustrated and we all show it in different ways. Um, you know, I, I, I just put a very short tweet out after the match and I just thought I'm not entering into any social media stuff tonight because once you once you get into all of that, um, you know, you could be there all night and, you know, there were arguments, even when I come out of the ground, there were arguments amongst Spurs fans. Uh, people effing and blinding to one another, people having mixed opinions. Like you've just said, some people saying about Dembele. Now, Dembele is one of our, our best players. Um, you know, he, he chose to have probably his worst game um, all season yesterday, um, which is a shame for him giving the ball away uh, for, the, for their first goal. But um, we're all frustrated, but... Unfortunately, these things happen. And when you've got, you know, the, the managers saying that, you know, the FA Cup's not the be-all and end-all, then, you know, how do, how do we how do we take it? You know, people like us, we, we're extremely disappointed that we've not won the match. Um, and, and I think it's just such a shame that all of us have been to, like, eight FA Cup semi-finals on the trot and we've lost them all. And... Like I said earlier, uh, when you've got all the teams around you constantly getting in the finals year in, year out, um, it seems important to them. So why is it not important to us? And that, that is the biggest question for me. I think you're right that everybody expresses their frustrations. Everybody's upset and we all express our frustrations in, in different ways. That's just... Um, I, that's just human nature. Um, I think when it spills over on the pitch, when you're when you're at a game, and when fans, for me, when fans, for example, moan and groan at every misplaced pass when they're effing and blinding, when they protest in their numbers and don't show up, then I just think that um, I, I think that that that's wrong. I mean, it's they're perfectly entitled to do that, but I think that. That's really not the way to get behind the team. Um, social media is obviously a different, different ke ke kettle of fish, and um, it, it can be a particularly horrible, vile place sometimes when you read some of the comments by fans on there to players, to, to uh, sometimes to other fans in many ways. So yeah, with social media, it, you've got a choice. You can. <laughs> You can block people. You can not go on there. You know, it's it's fine. Um, I've got more of an issue when it's when it's in the stadium and and people are watching the game and, and they don't get behind the team. Um, that's not true of most fans, but some fans certainly. Uh, okay, final two questions. Ed Brad, has the current squad got as far as it can? Does it need to shake up and or? Um, are significant additions required? And um, Richard Healy, similar sort of question. Um, which area of the team would you look to strengthen? Goalkeeper, defence, midfield, attack. Um, which area needs the most attention? And he just goes on to say, also, also, although very disappointing, can we just enjoy the wonderful job Mauricio Pochettino has done and realise you can't win them all? There is that. There is that. Yeah, we do. I, I, I fancy a little bit of a shake up a mini shake up i think it's good to freshen the squad um i think we need to i would um certainly get rid of a few players 
I think we, we possibly do need another right back. Uh, we certainly need another striker. How you do that, at what level, you know, I keep arguing this, what player is going to play second string to Harry Kane? What player is going to sit on the bench? Because we only play one up front. And I see no likelihood of uh, Pochettino playing really two up front, more than one or two of the odd games. Um, it's an interesting one. I just don't know how you get away with that. Other than a youngster, I thought the uh, Musa Dembele that went to Celtic was possibly a, a good option, but that didn't happen. But yeah, we certainly need another centre forward. Um, we certainly, need, I think, need another right back. And by the looks of it, we may even need another centre back. So, uh, and, and, and as players goes, we've got a delay that, um, uh, or delight, however you want to pronounce it, from uh, Ajax again. Another one from Ajax who looks um, very much on the radar. My one, as I keep saying, Ryan Sessegnon, who I think is an absolute talent. Um, and I certainly could make a case for including him somewhere. I'd make, I'd make room for him. Um, as I say, centre forward. So I do think we need so but not not massive Chris is there anybody that, that's caught your eye um, or, or any particular areas that you feel that we need to strengthen in um, I think that we've needed a striker for um, well since Pochettino has taken over I, I think that we need another striker um, I think we're too reliant on Harry Kane uh, when he has a bad game or he's out injured. I know I know that we've got players that can play in his position, but they're not out-and-out strikers as he is. I think that we need a, a Marcus Rashford-type player um, who we can bring off the bench and, you know, someone happy to be on the bench, you know, a, a 19, 20-year-old. Um, you know, we've, we've, you know, that's very hungry. And, and, and really wants to make a name for themselves. You know, someone coming off the bench and giving 110%. Um, and we've really missed that. We, we really have. And, you know, if you thought yesterday of, of us bringing another strike on for, you know, 15, 20 minutes to go and give us all that little bit of belief, but there is, there is no striker really on the bench that, that, you know, we were looking to thinking, oh, perhaps Kane can come off. And perhaps we can put him on, but we haven't got that, and and we haven't had that for the last few seasons. I think we really, really missed that. And I'm, and I, I must admit, as a Spurs fan, I'm extremely surprised that we've not addressed uh, the striker position, um, you know, uh, uh, well, um, and 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 by somebody with good Premier League experience, because I think it's all well and good buying these Soldados and Janssens, you know, have done extremely well in their own countries or or other uh, European countries. But we need somebody with experience who we know is going to come off the bench and score goals. We, we did, of course, sign somebody that, that had experience for the Premier League and had got 15 goals <laughs> in about 30 that. games. But he's proved <laughs> to be pants. Um, yeah. we, the, 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 on that, I, I totally agree. I mean, on the striker front, even long before Pochettino, name the last name me the last time we signed a decent striker because our track record in terms of signing strikers in recent years hasn't been good. Um, Lorente flop, um, Janssen flop, Soldado flop, Adebayor. He was fine. He was fine when we, when when it, when when we got him on a loan in his first first spell, and I remember at the time. Um, an Arsenal colleague of mine at work and a City colleague of mine said, said to me, he's going to be fine the first season whilst he's got that 
um, carrot dangling in front of him. After that, he's 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 going to be poor, and he was. And when when we signed him um, for proper, um, he was missing all the time. He, he went off on um, duty um, in the African Nations Cup, and then came back a few days late. Um, he, he didn't really play even before that. You, you might have to go back. To, arguably, you could say that re-signing Jermaine Defoe. That's what, this is exactly what I was going to say. And and you can you imagine now having someone like Jermaine Defoe on our bench? Wouldn't be a bad wouldn't be a bad choice, would it? I would like a young. I would certainly like a, a young or younger Jermaine Defoe. That would be um, a good option, minus the amount of times that he got caught offside. But yeah, um, so I came up with a little shopping list. So I've gone for. Um, okay, so outgoings. I'm assuming Toby's off. Um, Vorm, uh, his contract is up in the summer. Um, I'm not sure that he's going to be there. Um, I'd imagine Sissoko's off. Um, and I'd imagine Lorente and Janssen um, are going to be off too. So incomings, I've got Ryan Session. Um, like um, David, you mentioned the, the, the ladder Ajax. Um, the... Yeah. Delight. 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 Yeah. Yep. Um, he's, we've been linked linked, linked to him. Um, and then two other players at Ajax. One's, um, I don't, I'm not sure if the pronunciation is correct, um, Onana, who's the goalkeeper. goalkeeper. He's yeah. a Cameroon international. Um, he's quite young. Now, that obviously wouldn't be a replacement for, for Hugo, but it, 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 if form's going, then I think that we need another, well, well clearly we, need, we, we, would, we would need another goalkeeper. And he's... He's had a good season and he's he's a good sweeper keeper. Um, the other player that I've mentioned is a Danish international. He's also at Ajax, Stolberg, and he's a striker. Um, I've put one other player in that list, and this is more wishful thinking and a dream, which is which is Bale. So that's not really realistic, I know. Um, the one thing about all of those players, they're all young players with potential, and what we're really lacking at the moment is experienced players that are proven winners and I think that we need that element we need that um, that you know knowing what it takes to go over the the finish line knowing what it takes to win big matches and, and we lack that in the squad the only players that we've got and even even arguably you know the, the manager hasn't won anything um, but the only players that we've got that have won trophies um are the lads that played at Ajax um, in the Eredivision, and, and that's not really the same level. So, um, yeah, I, I don't... Well, I've said that a long time ago, didn't I? I said, we, we, not that I know who that player is, but I said about Catamol being one of those players that, although he's not right for it, he's not nearly good enough, but he's got that captaincy, that grabbing people around the throat almost around him and saying, you know, we'll get this over the line. Come on, you know, the, 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 he, he'd be a manager on the field. Um, Roy Keane is probably epitomises what you'd really love. And that's what we're missing. So if anybody's not quite performing, that's the type of player you want. And I don't know where he is, but that would, would be um, the player I would want, mm. that style. We're very young. Yep. Gosh, that was really depressing. Um, right, um, the next podcast will be recorded, hopefully, um, after an um, emphatic victory against Watford. Um, so that'll be a week Tuesday. Um, until then, thank you, Chris. Thank you very much. 
Thank you, David. Thank you. We're all going for a lie down in a darkened room. <laughs> <laughs> and until next until next Tuesday, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the base are bloody slow You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen Pull on that lily white and run on to that green Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her